0: The title of today's post is, Are Money Worries Impacting Your Mental Health? Join the crowd. And I'm quoting here from a 2018 article from Psychiatric Times, quote, the mental health effects of poverty are wide ranging and reach across the lifespan, end quote. It has been difficult for me to think clearly this week, let alone write something of importance, That is not about the torrent of gun violence and death we've witnessed these last few weeks. To clarify, we have not just witnessed it. Many of us have given it the green light, either by voting for those who refuse to pass substantial gun restrictions or not forcing our elected officials to do so through boycotting, protesting, and voting them the hell out of office. I'll include myself in the group not yet boycotting and protesting, but I will. There's been a lot of talk, particularly from those who are adamantly opposed to gun control, about providing additional mental health services in an effort to help avoid these tragedies, which of course is a good idea. Here's what Texas Governor Greg Abbott said about mental health care access in the wake of the elementary school massacre in his state, as reported by NBC News. Quote, Governor Greg Abbott said Wednesday that the Valdez school shooter had a mental health challenge and the state needed to do a better job with mental health. NBC News also reported in that same article that in April of this year, the governor slashed $211 million from the department that oversees mental health programs. And uh, I've included a picture here uh, attributed to Lumen Learning uh, of the day of the stock market crash, which I think is an interesting uh, comparison to what's going on today in some ways. Um, Anyway, since mental health is in the news again, I think a discussion of how poverty or even a temporary lack of money impacts both our individual and collective mental health. I've described in previous posts the overarching anxiety and even despair that hover over your days when you know you don't have enough money to cover your bills, when the debt keeps piling up and you're pretty sure that short of a lottery win, you can't envision a path to paying it off. According to a 2018 article published in Psychiatric Times, the same article I quoted from above, there is a direct relationship between poverty and adverse mental health outcomes. Quote, the evidence is strong for a causal relationship between poverty and mental health. However, findings suggest that poverty leads to mental health and developmental problems that in turn prevent individuals and families from leaving poverty, creating a vicious intergenerational cycle of poverty and poor health. End quote. Clearly, this adverse relationship tends to keep people in poverty. When you're anxious, worried, unable to sleep or eat properly, your physical health suffers too. And let's not forget that no health care is available to those living below the poverty line in many states because those states, ironically, states with the highest levels of poor people, have refused to accept the Affordable Care Act's Medicaid expansion provisions. Additionally, when you are physically and mentally below par, you're hardly ready to shine in a job interview. To sum up, when you don't have money, you tend to have poor physical and mental health and have much less access to proper health care than those in higher economic status. And when you don't feel well mentally, you're much less likely to get a job, thus perpetuating the cycle of poverty. Excess stress. Especially stress that lingers over long periods of time is a key factor that negatively impacts our mental health and could tip us over the edge. A 2016 article in The Guardian discusses the strength-vulnerability model of mental health, which posits there is a tipping point, and it is different for everyone. Quote, our brains can only handle a certain amount of stress— before a crucial threshold is crossed and we end up mentally ill, some people can handle a lot of stress before a breakdown occurs, others not so much. End quote. But what seems to be most damaging is living in poverty as a child. At a young age, it is more than stress, it can be trauma, both physical and financial, which stays with you well into adulthood. A Health Magazine article from just a year ago analyzes the various forms of trauma caused when children live in an environment where their basic needs are not being met. Children's brains are still physically malleable into their mid 20s and thus susceptible to neurological changes. When basic needs aren't met consistently due to financial instability or poverty, and this is a quote, the latter of which is often systemic, multi-generational, and difficult to overcome, it can have a neurological impact. Poverty affects the prefrontal cortex, which is what enables us to perform advanced cogn- cognitive tasks, end quote. Our mental and physical health are inextricably linked, and when you add the effects of low income and poverty to the inequities of health care, it is a potent, sometimes deadly combination. According to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, the difference between the average life expectancy of the poor and higher income people in the United States as of 2014 is 10 to 15 years. Wow. There are federal and community programs for low-income areas to ease poverty and improve access to health care, but these gestures apparently are not quite enough. Now, I am quoting here uh, Dr. Dreyer, who is the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Quote, without government programs, instead of one out of five children living in poverty, it would be one in three children living in poverty, Dreyer says so they really do help keep children out of poverty. The problem is we need to expand and enhance them rather than fight just to keep them alive, end quote. The good news, he says, in programs such as the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or food stamps, WIC and school lunch programs, and certain tax credits that are permanently in place. Those are some of the programs that we have implemented so far, that have helped keep, literally keep children out of poverty. What more can we do to improve our nation's physical and mental health and close the gap in health outcomes between the rich and the poor? Please leave your thoughts below. All comments are welcome. By the way, I'd appreciate a like if you are so inclined. Just click the heart button below. And as always, if you're not already a free or paying subscriber, There is no time like the present to sign up right here. As always, thank you for reading and listening.